You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Community of people together. It's a, it's a responsibility of the tzibur. But every individual is not responsible for it. In other words, as long as they're, they're laning in shul, I'm happy. But I don't have to be in shul to hear that laning. The chiyav is on the tzibur, whatever, however you created tzibur, every tzibur must have kriyas hatorah. That's the takar. But it's not that every individual in the tzibur is chayim in kriyas hatorah. Now, that is a fundamental machlokas. Now, who is the opinion that says that every individual is chayiv? So this you see from the Ravon. Very early, he's a contemporary of Rashi, a little bit younger than Rashi. So we're talking here almost a thousand years ago. He says, my brother of Chizkiah asked me, why do we say Baruchu es Hashem HaMavayroch before you get the Aliyah? Just say Baruch HaSatorah. So I answered him, because what was the Takana of Kriya? whether it was Ezra's Takana or Moshe's Takana, what it was is everyone needs to read. And whoever is the Baal Kriya is Motsi everyone with his Kriya. They all have a Chiyuv. So therefore, when he says Baruchu, it's as if he's saying to them, you should be making this Bracha, and you should be reading just like me. But you're not doing it. So I want you all to agree Listen to what I'm saying. You agree with my bracha. And it's as if you're making the bracha with me. And they say, Amen. And he says the same thing. Brother Ravon says, that's of course why. By Shacharis and Mariv. That's why he says baruchu. Because in those days, the Baltfilah would be the only one uttering any words. So he wants them to get ready because he's going to be Motsi then. And that's why they answer, Baruch Hashem Baruch and they listen to every word that he says. The same thing, of course, was the way Birchat Amazon was done. So therefore, uh, that's wherever you have such a situation where one is being Motsi everyone else, you say Baruch and where do we get that from? We get that from Moshe Rabbeinu. Because the Pasuk says, Kishem Hashem Ekra, when I say the name of God, so you go along with me. So that opinion seems to say clearly that every individual has a chiyuv. Whereas the Ramban in Megillah says that's only, Ramban says that's like the Kriyas Megillah, um, Kriyas Megillah is a chiyuv on every yochid. Megillah a yochid is chayev. And therefore, every yochid needs to read the Megillah, even though he's not part of a tzibur. In other words, you can live in a community that doesn't have a tzibur. You still have to read the Megillah. But Kriyas HaTorah, the Ramban says, wouldn't be bonding on you. So if you lived in you lived in Podunk, if you lived in, you know, people say Yehupitzville, right? If you live in uh, a place where there is no Jewish life, you don't have to clap al chet, oh, I miss Kriyas HaTorah, I miss Kriyas HaTorah. Because really, there is no chiyav of Kriyas HaTorah if there's no tzibor. So, the question was asked Rav Sternbach. Rav Sternbach was asked, a, a person is listening to the Kriya, and he knows the Baal Kriya from a bunch of the number of words. He knows, oh, I 
I missed some words. What should I do? So Rav Sternbach says, let's take a look at what Kriyas HaTorah is. Um, the Arizal himself says that when he was in Eretz Yisrael, everybody came to Davin with him and they didn't take the Torah out. Why? Well, I don't know if it was, maybe that was in Egypt. I'm sorry. That was in Egypt. <laughs> That's right. Because he says, I was in Galut. That's not the Makom. Lo tiltel sefer Torah lotzeis. Therefore, I didn't want to take the Sefer Torah out. Now, do you remember Rabbi Taitz's Psak? Those of you that are Elizabeth people who are listening know this was Rabbi Taitz's Psak as well when they were davening in the in the uh, in the parking lot not to take the Sefer Torah out. And part of the reason the Arizal said that, according to Sternbach, was because it's not a chiv for the yachid. The tzibur is chayev. And therefore, since we're not really in Eretz Yisrael or we're, we're in a state of Galut, we don't have a chayev. That was the Arizal's chidush, that sometimes the tzibur is unstable. In other words, what makes the tzibur, the tzibur is also the physical place where the tzibur is. And that could really have been a, 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 a smach to Rabbi Taitz's psak. Well, to take the Sefer Torah out into the parking lot. The parking lot is not the mokum of the tzibur, even though as yechidim, they all got together. Um, and even though if you join the tzibur, Rav Sternbach says, you might fulfill a mitzvah, but it's mostly a tzibur din. For example, let's say, and the, uh, many people do not want to know this halacha, but if you look in Shulchan Aruch, it says that if you know there are 10 people listening to the Kriya, then you are allowed to learn if you are Toroso Umanoso. Okay. Do we have people who are Torah Umanoso today? Maybe we do, maybe we don't. But in the time of the Shulchan Aruch, when the Shulchan Aruch wrote that, he assumed there were people who need to be learning. There are people who, who, and it's not because they didn't learn enough and they should have learned. That's what we said last night. We said last night, there's always room to learn. But in Shulchan Aruch, it actually says that there's somebody who's on this madrig, like of Torosu Naso, he could be in the Beit Knesset learning because there is a tzibur. Now, maybe he shouldn't be doing it in front of them, but he's okay. Now, the, the Mishnah Bura asks on the Shulchan Aruch, the Mishnah Bura says, are you telling me somebody who hasn't heard laning can be in the back room learning? The Mishnah Bura says, "Isn't doesn't like the Rav, like the Ravon? Doesn't everybody have a responsibility to hear it?" So you could say, of course, that that's not what the Shulchan Aruch means. Shulchan Aruch holds like the Arizal, and like we saw from the Ramban that it's a chiyav on the tzibur. Okay, um, and therefore uh, that is why the Shulchan Aruch says that person can be learning. Now. Hello. Obviously, that's true when there's a base Akinesis Kavua Litzim, um, huh? which means you know what's going to happen. Yeah, something... But Rav Sternbach says, of course, today one should not really assume and act like that Psaka the Shulchan Aruch, because a person should do whatever he can, Rav Sternbach says, to be part of the Tzibur as possible. 
Rabbi, Moshe wanted to say something. Let's ask this question that Rav Sternbach is asking us. What's more chomer? Davening in a minion or davening or, or hearing Kriyos Torah? So Rav Sternbach has a very interesting point. He says maybe uh, being in the minion for the, to make sure there's a minion for laning is more important. Why? Um, Kriyos Torah comes from Ezra. <laughs> And for Moshe, that's more chamur than the Anshei Knesset Zagdolas Takana to try to have a minion. So in a way, it's actually more chamur. True, if there's no minion there, if there's already a minion there, maybe you don't have to be part of it, like as we saw before. But if there's no minion and you make the minion, you've done something more important, basically, than by coming, uh, by allowing there to be a minion for the Shmon Ezra. Now, Let's say you you went, you were part of the Tzibur, and the Balkriya did not do a good job, and you didn't hear everything. Okay. We don't force you to go hear another lading. Why? Because it, it worked. Basically, what happened was you joined the minion, you made sure there was 10 people there, you tried to listen, and even though it's true, you didn't hear every word, and therefore... Uh, I didn't fulfill my mitzvah, but the takana was to have a tzibur listening. So you don't have to go all the way out to go and hear the laning again. The Gemara and Cotton talks about where uh, they daven biyichidus, they didn't want to make a minion when the Nasi had died. And they came to the Beis HaKnesses to read the Torah. Why? Because that they didn't do yet. So you see that in, in terms of, they didn't do a Shmon Esrei, they didn't do a Hei Kedusha. All they did was lay in the Torah. Because that was Chomor, that they did, weren't able to do because the Nasi had died that day. Okay. So basically what Rav Sternbach is saying is that you don't have to be worried about the fact you didn't get a good laning. So, even though you know you missed words or you didn't hear the whole Pasik, Rav Sternbach says, as long as you were part of a tzibur and you, were, you weren't reading something else, you weren't talking to your friend, you were trying to listen, which was the takana, even though it turned out that somehow you missed something, it's not such a chiyuv. And maybe what you should do is take a chumash out and read it. But you were definitely, you can't, you were Makayim, whatever the mitzvah was. Now, and he says, I think that's the minog, that when people are mekel, um, uh, you know, in other words, if you miss uh, a number of words, it's only the medoctican to go to another shul to hear every word. But, but it's unusual. You don't have to. Now, we did learn, by the way, in Shulchan Aruch, that if, if, if you are corrected in this shul, you could ask the Baal Kore to read it again. But if they've already put, put it away, and you realize you don't have to tell everybody to come back and, and read it a different time. Now, that is Rav Sternbach's Psak, and uh, Rav Moshe Feinstein um, is pretty much on the same page. As you can see here, we're not going to go through the whole tshuva. Now, however, 
um, you are supposed to hear every word um, and try to hear every single word you can. Um, one other difference here that Rav Mo- I think Rav Moshe mentions is um, is a woman chayiv in, in Kriyas HaTorah? That's a question. Is a woman chayiv in Kriyas HaTorah? So the authors here say chayiv isha b'Kriyas HaTorah. It depends. If it's the chova that Ezra put on the tzibur, that's the tzibur who's doing the rest of the tefillah. A woman is potter. But if it's a chov on the yachid, it could be a woman also should try, just like anything else. Why is she also has a chiv to hear the kriya, according to that? So that would be another, another nafgamina as far as that goes in terms of uh, whether it's a chov of a yachid or a chov of a tzibur. Let's do a couple of other points here. Um, the, 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 here is a quote from the Zohar HaKadosh. The Zohar HaKadosh says that Katsolik Sefer Torah with Taman. When the Sefer Torah reaches the Bima, Everybody needs to ready themselves down below. To be scared. To have kavana. Why? Because the Zohar says that whenever the Torah is taken out, it says, if It's like you're at Harsinai now. And of course you should be listening. And the less you can't open your mouth and say anything, even divrei Torah for sure. Anything else? In fact, the Zohar says kula puma. You should be like someone that doesn't have a mouth. That's the way you should act, like someone without a mouth. That's good if you're wearing a mask. You can definitely imagine yourself that way. <laughs> Interesting, Ramah, the Ramah says that the Medoctican, and this is, many people make fun of this, maybe they say this is the way the Ashkenazim are, but he actually quotes the Abu Dram, that was from Provence. The Medoctican are no eglis, no nea, bisha, shikor, and In Yiddish, we call that shuckling. They shuckle. By, by when they were in Torah. Why? Because the Torah, they were shaking in fear. <laughs> so when we shuckle, it's almost like shaking and quaking for, for learning Torah. So it's a similar idea. Um, another thing which uh, the Ramah writes, which I think is important, I've spoken about it in terms of Chazar Sashats, it's not a time to let people go collect tzedakah during that time because they can't, right? So that's not a time to send people out for tzedakah. Now, um, let's say 
um, a person, we say a person shouldn't be learning something else during the Kriya. What about you're doing Shnaya Mikra by the Kriya? Um, can you do that? In other words, I'm doing exactly what the laning is. Okay. In fact, I'm using him, and then I'm also doing Shnai Mikra during the time of the laning. Can you do that? So there are many people that do that. Um, the Mishnah Brewer says, however, no. He says, Afil Aviro Asidra Shnai Mikra Vitargum even if there's another 10 people that are listening, you shouldn't be doing Shnai Mikra while the laning is going on. And when should you do it? The Mishabura says, do it on Arab Shabbos. However, if it's Bishas Atchak, then you can use the laning as one of your wants of the Mikra. But the way you should do it is read together silently with the Valkriya. And that way, again, you're supposed to have laned twice over, right? Twice the complete Parsha, plus Targum. So while the Valkari is reading, you read along. And in between the Alios, then you do the Targum or you can do the Mikra. Now, let's do one last thing about leaving the shul. Um, can you leave during laning? So, in between alias, you are allowed to leave, as long as, of course, there's a minion. Now, what about they brought the Sefer Torah to the Bima, but they haven't started laning? Can you walk out? So the Baralocha says that even if they haven't started to lane yet, it's still usr. Because once the Sefer Torah is open, by you leaving, it's a, it's, it's a zilzal to the Sefer Torah. Now, it's true, um, it's much, it's very homer to leave if they just open the Sefer Torah and then you walk out. The Rambam does say it's only when they start to read, but if you look at the Mogan Avram and you look at the Vilna Gon, they are machmir, so if you, you should try to leave, if you need to leave, before the Sefer Torah actually, I guess as it's getting to the Bima, you could leave. Once it's on the Bima, and they've already taken the mantle off, uh, there's a problem of leaving. That would be, a, 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 you, you wouldn't want to do that. The Chidor writes that a person should try to get an aliyah at least once a month. Why? Because that's similar to um, So yes, Sheila, she was asking um, this halacha about leaving when the Sefer Torah is open, it's not because, you know, Sheila was asking if you're behind the mechitz and nobody can see you leave. My gut feeling is it's the same. E- even if no one notices you leaving, 
the point is you're in the Beis HaKnesses and the Sefer Torah is on the beam and it's open, you don't leave. That's that's like, you're connected to that. That's like a, a, a an insult. Even if the Mechitza or, now you, what I would say, Sheila, is if the, if, if the Mechitza is, let's say like in, 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 in um, Yeshua and Shul in Chicago, where you are, or in the in JEC, where the women are in a balcony, there I would say it would be different because I'm not sure if the balcony might have a din of a separate rishus. So the balcony, again, I, 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 don't quote me on this, but I would say a bal if it's a one of these shtiblach where they put up a mechitza and you're behind it, there it's basically the same room. But if it's a separate room, it's like in the balcony, but you happen to be able to hear the laning, there I would say you could be maple to leave. Okay? Next. Um, the idea of Kabbalah's Pnei Ashkina, though, is only if you're one of the seven. If you get a Hosafa, the Chidot says it doesn't count. Um, also, of course, uh, if you're in a place where everybody, you know, it's a small tzibur, you're not supposed to refuse to get the, uh, an aliyah. Three things the Gemara says are makats or your life. If you're asked to take an aliyah and you don't, if, you're, if, if you've been asked to get an aliyah and, and, you, and you don't take it, you don't want to, right? Or the kosho brocha. Or if you act like a big shot, you act like you're the leader, like Al Haig, remember? When Reagan got shot. <laughs> if you act like that, uh, that's a way you're not going to live too long. Now, um, however, let's say in the, uh, you are supposed to lay in the Torah, in other words, which is the way it used to be, but you're not ready. You didn't prepare. So then, of course, even though you told them you're going to be ready, then it's not, that's not makatzer because you have, right? It's not just, in other words, if you know how to read the Torah and you don't go up, that's makatzer yomov. But if you don't know and they call you, so then, then you have a right to say, look, I'm not ready. And it's designed to the Tibor, of course, if you would read. Um, one other thing, um, when you do get your aliyah, you open the sefer, according to the Shulchan Aruch, before you make the bracha. You see the pasik, and then you make the bracha. That is the Shulchan Aruch, the way it's done by the Sfardim, which means you see where you're supposed to lay, you make your bracha, and then, uh, you, in other you see where you're supposed to lay, and then you make the bracha. After you finished what the laning is, then the Sefer Torah is rolled up, and then you make the bracha. In other words, you the first bracha you make as it's open, and you see the spot. You go up until this point of when you finished. You go up to the point where the laning, that section is finished. Then you close the safer, you roll it closed, and then you make the bracha. Now, you might notice um, that uh, many Ashkenazim, 
and maybe even some Sephardim too, are knowing like this Ramah, that when you make the bracha Rishona, you turn away. Why? Because it shouldn't appear as if the bracha is like printed in the text. Um, and the Ramah says you should turn to the left. I'm not exactly sure why, but we're going to find out in the Mishabur in a minute. Now, why should you turn away? Um, because it's not a tircha de tzibura to turn away. You know the bracha by heart. Why do you turn to the left? So the Mishnah says, why? Because that's the right of God. In other words, you're standing, like God is sort of like speaking to you through the Sefer Torah. So when you turn to the left, you're sort of turning towards God's right. That's the Ramah. Many, some Akronim say that you should not turn your head away. Why? Because when you turn a head away, it's like you're showing, it's like you're not making a bracha what you're about to read. It's like, what are you turning your head away? I know you're standing there by the Torah, but like your head is turning someone else. So therefore, the Mishnah Brewer says it's better to, I guess, obviously close your eyes. <laughs> In other words, to sort of like to, to stand there, but close your eyes. Um, Another custom some people have, and, and I do this as well, is to bend down when you make the bracha. Then when you say, baruchu, just like when you're davening, then you actually bend down and you sort of like almost, you know, you can, you can see the person is, is bending down clearly, uh, extending his body downward uh, when he makes the bracha. And the reason is because it's like he's, he's meeting God. It's Kavad Torah. However, the rabbi says that's only in the beginning part of the bracha, but not at the end of the bracha. And we got to be careful about this. You know, it's not mentioned in Chazal anywhere. So therefore, the rabbi says uh, it should not be done uh, at the end of the bracha and not at the bracha afterwards. Okay, you want to bend because you're starting? Okay, that's okay. The um, another custom will end with this: when you're standing there, where should your hands be? So the Shulchan Aruch says that when you're reading the Torah, and if you're called up for an Aliyah, you should be holding on to the Torah when you're making the bracha, at least. Why? The Ramah says because it says Lo Yomush Sefer Torah which means hold on strong. So that sounds like, now what should you hold? So the Mishaburah says you hold the Amudim. You don't hold the actual cloth, but you put your hands on the Amudim or on some, like the metal, if you have a Sephardish to say for Torah. The Bach and the Taz say that it's even during the whole Kriya. During the whole Kriya, you should be, in other words, while the laning is going on, not just the Brocha, your hands should be holding and connected to the Sefer Torah. Now, some have the minic to actually be touching the uriot. But how do they do it? With a glove. In other words, they actually hold on. I've never seen this. But some people have the minic to actually hold on to the, to the cloth using some sort of a towel or something that's connecting them. The Mishaburah says after the kriya, the minic is, of course, to kiss the Sefer Torah. 
Um, and let's say, let's say you have some spittle in your mouth. Of course, you should expectorate the spit first and then kiss it. Don't, don't kiss the Sefer Torah with your mouth full of spit. Obviously, in Coronaville, uh, no kissing of the Sefer Torah allowed. Revel Yoshev, by the way, was not a big believer in this. Rebel Yoshev felt, even before, obviously he lived before Corona, before these issues, Rebel Yoshev, based on various Gemara, said that you should, even when you're kissing the Sefer Torah, when it's, when it's uh, coming past you, he says, just pretend to kiss it. In other words, insert your hand and like give a little act like you're kissing it. But he says, you don't want to kiss the metal of the Sefer Torah or the wood of the Sefer Torah. The Gemara talks about not putting a, a, a coin in your mouth because of the Sakona. So Rebel Yoshev, as machmer as he was, never put his mouth onto the Sefer Torah. He felt that was the wrong thing to do. And I guess, of course, uh, today in Coronaville, that's definitely the way everybody is, is being known. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.